Hello everyone and welcome to Spell the Tay. This is Hannah. This is Shane. And today we are covering the topic of multiple sclerosis. So Shane, what is multiple sclerosis? Multiple sclerosis is a neurological condition that affects the brain and spine. So MS is a condition that can affect your brain and spinal cord and it can affect your motor skills greatly to a point where um, mobility, like walking, may be hard or impossible for some. More than 130,000 people in the UK have MS. The disease is incurable, sadly, but there is medications that can help. Your doctor can prescribe you medications to help with the symptoms. And tonight, our guest is going to talk to us about um, his use of legal cannabis to help with his symptoms. So street-grade cannabis can still be harmful, but legal cannabis takes out all the harming things. They make it less harmful to people. So medical-grade cannabis can be used in a medical setting if prescribed by a doctor, but street cannabis unprescribed by a doctor can be very dangerous as it can be overused. Studio 2 would definitely advise everyone listening never to touch drugs, particularly things like weed and hallucinogenics. So up next, a special guest we're bringing on for this episode, someone who lives with MS and uses legal cannabis, is Darren. He's going to tell us more about it. Hi guys and welcome back to this Bulletai podcast. My name is Aoife and I'm joined here today with... Cashlyn. And Ryan. So today we're going to be interviewing Darren Mallet. So do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? My name is Darren. I'm 28 years old and I was diagnosed with a somewhat rare condition called multiple sclerosis. So what is multiple sclerosis? Multiple sclerosis is an immune disorder where my immune system mistakes parts of my own body as infections, namely the myelin sheath that covers the brain and the spinal cord. So if you imagine there is 7.36 billion people in the world, only about 3.4 million people have MS. So it is a one in a million disease. How does it affect your daily life? I suppose to answer that question, you you have to kind of go back a bit. Um, So I was, two years ago, I was working as a, a secondary school teacher in Essex in England. Um, and I got engaged in 16th of September 2020. I flew home in October to, to be with my family to celebrate. And once I got off the plane, my knee started hyperextending. So if you think when your leg is straight, my leg was going straight, but beyond straight. Um, so I went to the doctor and they thought that I had motor neurons disease, which thankfully I don't. Um, but it took away my mobility completely. Um, I was all but paralyzed in bed. I couldn't lift my shoulders off the bed. I still can't walk. Um, 
I try. <laughs> I get myself up and I, I put one foot in front of the other, but I I am funny if you see me trying to walk. And in terms of my fine motor skills, I don't I don't have any. I used to play guitar a lot and now I struggle to even hold the guitar. Um, it it has completely flipped my life upside down. How did that feel when you first got diagnosed? When I got diagnosed, um, it, it was, in all honesty, it was a relief because I'd been to a neurologist with what was the issue, and he was so blunt. He said that it wasn't motor neurons, but he thought that it was either MS or a tumor in my spine. Um, so when I found out it was MS, you know, it's better than it's better than cancer, um, especially in that part of the body. But it was a relief, and I offered my partner, um, as that I said there, if you know if. MS is too much for you. We can just be friends. And she said, no, I'll support you. I'll support you. But then when she flew home a week later, before she even got off the plane, she texted me to say it was over. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, you, you lose everything, don't you? But at the same time, you kind of claw back from things. Um, but you know, everything started falling apart, like my partner leaving me and it leaves you in a really dark place, um, because your life as you knew it was taken away overnight. So I had to kind of, I had to juggle, I felt relief, but at the same time, there was nothing for me anymore. How did your family cope with the whenever you found out you got diagnosed? <laughs> um, my family, well, they worry about me. Um, I, I have a, a classic dairy mammy that she would have worried if I went out and doesn't have a jacket on, so you can imagine what she's like now. <laughs> she does everything for me. She really does. She she helps me out so much, and she's disabled herself, so it's uh, it's not ideal for my mum to be pushing me in a wheelchair, and it's it's really not ideal. But my family, as much as it was a hard hit for them, they've all kind of banded together with me. Is there anything you take medically to help with your condition? Yes. When I got diagnosed, I was thankfully given a lot of opportunities. I was sent to rehab in Belfast, and they tried to get me on my feet as best as possible. Um, And then I was given a DMT. A DMT is a disease-modifying treatment. And the DMT I'm on is a drug called Acrovis, and that is an infusion that I get every six months. It kills my white 
blood cells. They are responsible for my MS eating away at my brain and spine. So because I get that treatment, I'm low immune, but it doesn't help with things like spasticity or spasms or tremor. And that's where my legs will shake uncontrollably. So I got myself a prescription for medical cannabis. Medical cannabis is one of the first treatments across the world that they offer to people with MS. It's one of the best treatments across the world. And unfortunately, with the politics we have in Northern Ireland, they don't fund CBMPs, which is cannabis-based medical products. So I got a prescription and I started out with cannabis flour um, and then I had two oils. Medical cannabis isn't like street cannabis. A big excuse for people smoking street cannabis is that they are taking CBD from the plant. But by and large, cannabis doesn't actually contain much CBD at all. Um, CBD comes from more hemp, linen kind of plants. Uh, so medical cannabis, I don't want you to confuse with just that little bully is growing on his attic, you know. <laughs> Street cannabis, um, there is no real guarantee of where that cannabis has come from. It could have been grown in someone's attic um, or it could have a blood trail behind it. And you would think that cannabis is a, a fairly just rubbish kind of drug that, that has no recreational value or whatever. But these illicit markets still do have a lot of crime attached to them. Medical cannabis is completely different. It is quality grown cannabis. But then instead of spraying the plant with pesticides or anything that is supposed to keep that and make it last, they instead irradiate it. So they put it under a machine and they blast it with gamma and that kills any pests or whatever. And it is a very clinical product. Across the world, country after country is legalizing the use of cannabis. And the UK has fallen so far behind. Every, every day, new research is coming out into medical cannabis. The likes of America, Israel, they have got an abundance of data that they have tested and they have found, and they both match up, America and Israel. Um, but the UK insists on doing their own research, and that's what we need. We need people to sign up for medical cannabis. It doesn't have to cost thousands. You can control your prescription. You can only get what you need um, and with 
I'm with Sapphire Medical Clinics. Every few months, they send me questionnaires of the most mundane questions that you couldn't fake the answers to if you tried. And then once you finish that, that shows you on a graph your changes. Um, and my changes have been amazing in the diagrams that have been sent. Uh, it's unbelievable. Um, and, you know, that's just for multiple sclerosis. Medical cannabis clinics are calling out for multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, depression, anxiety, um, cancer patients, people who are receiving uh, high doses of chemotherapy, nauseous people. There's medical cannabis can treat so much, but we need the numbers and we need the patients with the specific conditions to show this is something that can change the NHS completely. So thank you very much uh, for coming on today. We really learned a lot. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Darren. Thank you for no coming No worries. On. That was very interesting, Darren. Thank you so much for coming on for and sharing your experience with us today. Yeah, I learned a lot from that. Up next is our Just for Laugh section. And tonight we are going to have a go at some impressions. Let's wish them luck. Welcome back to Just For Laughs. Good to be back. It's been a while. But today, we're going to be doing impressions of famous characters. And tonight, I'm joined by... Jess. Aaron. Finn. And Reese, the one and only. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. This penguin. David Attenborough. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well done, Aaron. That's a point to you, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So who's up next then? Uh, I'm going to go next, and uh, this is my first time on a show. Kermit the Frog. Yeah, you got the point, Aaron. Good job, Aaron. Yo, what's poppin'? My name's Aaron, and I'm gonna go uh, first here. Well, not really first, third. You ready first, boys? Hello, and welcome to Los Polos Hermanos. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's a pointy big race. Finally. One and only. <laughs> the worst at impressions. This is gonna be terrible. Spongebob. Yes, good job. That was so obvious. Well done, Jess. You get a point. Good job. Now for round two. So far, we have Reese with one point, Jess with one point, aka the best person in the world, me, and Aaron with two points. So time for another round. I'll go first. For too long, we have been put down and ridiculed. It's a character from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> No one knows anybody from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Everyone should know someone from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, not going to lie. I bet you someone who's listening to this is like, oh my God, it's Hernandez. Hernandez. Oh no, I don't know Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Does anyone have any idea on what it is? Jake Peralta. So none of you got it. That was Jake Peralta during the Halloween heist episode. Ah, uh, Reese is back up again. Yeah, I've never been here before. Dobby. Dobby talks like this. Oh, hi. Wait, go and read it. Master Potter. I've never done this before, but uh, Ohana means family. Stitch! I said it first. Well done, Aaron and Jess. He's both get a point for my immaculate impression of Stitch. It was actually a really good impression. It was. 
That's how I got it. And now for the best person's turn. I'm, I'm terrible. Uh, uh, SpongeBob. Patrick. Patrick. I said it first. Good job, Aaron. You barely beat out Reese, and you got the point. Right, this is my turn. <laughs> Sean the Sheep. <laughs> Peter Griffin. Yes. <laughs> well done, Reese. He got that point. So, coming on a third place is fun with me at second, and we have a tied winner with Jess and Aaron. Thank you for listening to Just for Laughs and Hot Tech. Family Guys Overrooted. Yo! Thank you for listening to Spill the Tea. I'm your host, Shane. And I'm Hannah. Signing out. Goodbye.